Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour. A forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. All right, we're back at it, talking real estate, welcoming your phone calls and your text messages related to that topic, 651-989-9226. And again, the text number, if you have a real estate question, 81807. We're already starting to get guys uh, those. Chris and Andy are in studio. And uh, as usual, how was the week in real estate? Whoever wants to a, go first. Yeah, it was a really interesting week, I think. Yeah. I, I got the, the honor to uh, show a military family around this week. Really? Which was cool. really cool. And gosh, I, I learned so many different things too. I mean, but what a life. Those, I mean, I mean, kind of Really neat, but I mean, you're picking up your family quite a bit, oh, moving yes. all over the place, and uh, they're actually coming in from Italy and moving into the the western suburbs. So that was pretty fun. Yeah, that, that'd be good. fun. I'd be a fun place to live too, over in Italy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know well, if they I were talking moved, about driving. Stayed. They say they don't even. Uh, you probably, Denny, you probably know, but they're when they're driving, it's kind of like if you stop at a stop sign, you're going to get rear-ended. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. every every person for himself. Yeah. yeah. So you were perfect for him then, right? Yeah. yeah and then I was saying I was in Boston one time in a yeah. cab, and I'm I, I just buckled up and started praying. <laughs> and they said it's like five times worse than than Boston. I mean, and, and I remember crazy. we were in Sicily in Italy too. With narrow roads, yeah. most of the cars were all dented up. I don't think anybody gets them fixed because why would you? Know, you? Why would you? Yeah. You're going to get it banged up again. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Anyway, back to real estate. Well, yeah. yeah I, I was also going to say, kind of in in our journey, um, I, I went into a house. So mm-hmm. going to this house, and Andy, you probably had this experience. Although I have not had it. I mean, literally, been doing it for 29 years. I walk in. We walk into this house. It's <laughs> over on Boulder Point, Needham Prairie. Oh, okay. Kind of off Mitchell and Boulder sure. Point there, and. Uh, I walk in and I'm like, oh, wow, must have just been painted. And mm-hmm. I mean, this thing was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's it's staged. But I mean, it was like, it was better than like new construction. I'm walking around. All of a sudden I go up to the master bedroom and there's clothes in the closet. And then I'm like, then we're looking in the, the kids' rooms. So there's clothes in there. I, I've never seen anything like it. So but, people lived there, but it was immaculate. It was unreal. And so what I did, so I ended up. Superhumans. Yeah, I went and called there. the agent and, uh, <laughs> and I called it. I said, my God, that place is unreal. And it so happens that this seller – now, this has been on the market for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. a little over a year, which I don't understand. But um, I think it's going to go pretty quick. But 
So this person actually called into our radio show and asked us about it. I don't know if you remember. I mean, we've had a lot of calls, but remember they mm-hmm. said they had six bedrooms upstairs? Yes. Do you remember that call? Yep. And they yep. said, you know, hey, we have six bedrooms. What is it? La, la, la. And uh, I think we kind of were kind of like, oh, okay, I'm sure it's in bad shape. Yeah. It wasn't in bad shape. So I got a real-life call. I got to go see it. And, uh, real, what real was, it, what was the price range of that one? Six fifty nine. I mean, which is, wow. I mean, yeah, four-car garage. I mean, seven oh, bedrooms. Six upstairs, six on the, and they're wow, all wow. nice. Three bathrooms upstairs. So I would imagine Bar Bryant is going to be more expensive if you want to go buy it. Because yeah, it's a good a price. Surprise! Bring the Brady I know lunch. it's a great price. I know. Yeah. So room for all. It'll go. So, yeah. anyways, I said I had to say something because I, I mean, I did finally find something. Some like they moved a piece of furniture and there was a little mm-hmm. fading of a carpet, but you had to really look close. But yeah. there's not even a scratch on the walls. Nothing. Amazing. How about you? Anyways. Well, Andy? thank you. Yeah. Now that we've got Chris out of the way. He, uh, <laughs> Is Andy on the show? You need more time there, buddy? Uh, just kidding. Actually, this week was uh, a lot of fun because we, uh, out in the model homes, we're seeing what I'm really, ex- here's what I'm excited about. I'm seeing buyers coming in, looking in the 300s, and we have a solution for that buyer now that's 325, 350 to 375. And uh, it's being very well received. And people are like, oh, finally, something that's awesome you know, has plenty of bedrooms, bathrooms, fits on the lot, does every, you know, because it's been a challenge, Denny. I mean, we've been the last probably, I don't know, nine months, I would say, we've been struggling to find what I call buildable lots that are affordable. And so when we uh, put together a couple of these developments where we found some lots that were in the 65000 range, you get Wait, a lot of houses. Where's that? Uh, Lino Lakes. Wow. Centennial Schools. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then people go, Centennial Schools too? Wow. And then I got some stuff up in Forest Lake that's there. Um, but anyway, the the point of it is, and, and actually, the stuff in Forest Lake is on sale. They actually, the developer offered like ten thousand between five and ten thousand off per pad, which also brings that you know lot price really into a sweet spot where now the houses there's that balance. Now you get a lot of house for the money again, and it made a big difference. So we've we've had a very busy week, which is always exciting because when that side that part of the market gets going again, it pushes all the way up. You know what I mean? And so everybody gets moving. So that's good. That's great. Yeah, I mean, obviously, and the weather changes things. I mean, there's a couple uh, showing houses this week. Uh, there's a, a couple that you looked like, uh, what are they still doing on the market? Like, stunned. Mm-hmm. But you saw that they put them on right during the storms. Right. You know, and they went on the market then and just kind of stopped it. And then all of a sudden, I mean, this last week, there's a, a ton of activity. I mean, uh, on our listings and, and just going around and seeing it and running into different agents and stuff. So yep. weather makes a difference, but we've also run into a little uh, issue here with the, the fast melt. I mean, with oh, a lot of uh, wet basements oh, and yeah. uh, the the whole ice dam stuff. I mean, we, we have two listings that we had to take off because mm-hmm. we had water. But you get into some of these small in the cities, there's nowhere for it to run off. No. Right. You know, and it's got to go somewhere. I've so. never heard so many reports. Yeah. From all over. Well, I, I had a client of mine that was getting ready to put their house on the market up in Champlin. And, and I got the call Wednesday night. They're like, she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't, And so I literally run over there with a sump pump. We throw it in the thing. And, and we're like, I go, we're supposed to be putting this outside, you know. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's tough because this is something that's never happened before. She's lived there 25 years and never had an issue ever. And because they're in even sandy soils, which blows my mind, which right. tells me, man, the soil up there is saturated, I mean, full or frozen, and it's just getting down into the sump pump, you know, coincidentally. But it's – This yeah. is going to be that May 1997, uh, all the roof damage that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but May 1997, that's on a lot of disclosure statements. Mm-hmm. And it's it's going to be, you know, March of 2019 that they had water in their basement. Yeah. And you know what? And people I – mean, 
It happens. Yeah. I mean, you understand. I mean, and if you didn't have water, I mean, that well, shows good for your Let's talk about listening. that, though, real quick. I know we probably have to go to break a little bit, but the um, what about, Chris? So when you have a basement that actually for the first time ever has a sump pump issue, do you as a agent that's bringing a buyer through immediately say, oh, don't buy this house, or do you – explain what's happening right now and did your buyer get over that? Yeah, you have to explain. I mean, and what it is because I think, you know, you could do that and kind of be like, you think you're the hero agent, you know, and saying, oh my gosh, you know, I'm protecting you. But Mm -hmm. there's realities and and more than likely there's a reason it happened as well, you know, that you could probably fix. Um, It was interesting too. I saw a few more battery backups on some pumps, you know, from on these vacant houses. And that is a smart thing in which to do because you can't, you know, you don't know if that electricity goes out and those sump pumps are working, mm-hmm. you know, or they're frozen. Right. You know, so, yeah, they, but it's uh, going to happen. When we were up in, uh, years ago up in Rogers, we uh, I sold a couple properties up there where the people were very creative because they have had this problem before. Where there, a development up there called uh, Verseker Acker, it's beautiful development and it rolls through this wetland. And there was a couple times of the year where the sump pumps would not shut off. I mean, it was, and then in the summer they dry out and do fine, but... There was where they actually would make concrete troughs around their sump pump areas that would go up four inches high and almost like build a barricade around it so that when it would actually, if it did overflow, and it would steer the water right over to the floor drains. And so, and, which they're not supposed to do, but it's like in right. an emergency, you don't want to wreck your whole basement and have a $100,000 problem. So um, we were seeing that kind of creativity being done back then. And so we're back to that kind of season, yeah. I guess. Well, there's a lot of developments that have those little underground streams going through them that you mm-hmm. don't, little veins of water. And uh, when you develop other houses and you kind of shift that, mm-hmm. it does hit on some. I know we've done a lot of um, like uh, drain tile on the outside of a house mm-hmm. on the walkout level, which is you wouldn't think that, I mean, that doesn't happen, you know, because right. it's on the walkout level. It's not in, but you do that and then you just daylight it out. You know, because, I mean, there's well, so much water. You're just kind of redirecting the water around the house and around. Well, and you got to remember that that on that walkout level, that footing is down over four feet. So, I mean, it's down there a ways, too. So if you want to get rid of all your water, that's the, that's the way to do it, you know. The other thing, too, is I think with – I know we're going to go to break, but when when you're in the winter like this, I mean, notice where all this stuff is happening, all the mm-hmm. leaks and stuff like that, and then try to get it fixed, I mean, for landscaping purposes, sure. you know, for the summer. So if you know where it's actually coming in – and you can take those photos of that. You yep. can give it to a professional. I bet you, what would you say? Would you say 80% of uh, water issues in basements could be resolved with landscaping? 75? Th- for sure. Yeah, we I should mean, have Pat Remick come in sometime again and talk about that because he's the expert on getting the water away from the house, sloping the soils, putting poly down so that the water is going away. And, uh, and he's expert on blueberries. That's right. That's right. And the, what was the other one? He why he goes we raspberries had, or blueberries. And he had that one garden he did where you could walk on oh, yeah, it and it would smell, smell like it, mint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great guy. I love him. We'll do that. Uh, I tell you what, we need to take a break. A quick break. If you have any kind of a real estate question, we always welcome yours. Uh, by phone is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. By text, that's eight one eight zero seven. I don't think you guys know this, so I'll tell you right now that. It's not only Dennis's birthday today. Yeah. What? Yes, it's our friend Bill. Amstead's Where's your cake, birthday. man? We got yeah. Denny a cake last week. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll run out uh, here in the next five <laughs> minutes. But did you know Bill Emstead, who's given so many good deals on car uh, car folks uh, for many years, the pride of Luther College, Bill Emstead. A lot of folks know that name. If you see Bill or talk to Bill, wish him happy birthday. And Dennis, happy birthday to you. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Real Estate Show. Chris and Andy in studio. If you do have that kind of a question, we're already getting a bunch 
on the text messages. That number, by the way, if you want to send a text, 81807. Or if you want to give us a call, our phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Once again, Chris and Andy in studio. Yeah. Well, let's hit on some of these Want to grab a text? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let me see. Where are we? How hard is it to sell a rental property when it's occupied with renters? We deal with that a lot. Um, I'll tell you what a big problem is, is actually getting people in, um, you know, because people, uh, you know, renters are not really incentivized to have it sell. Sure. You know, and um, it's harder. I, I would suggest that if you are selling a house that, uh, you know, and they're, they're, like I said, they're not incentivized. And so when they're not incentivized, they're probably not going to have it looking the best either, you know, and or typically we have to give 24-hour notice. And when you give, have to give 24-hour notice, it kind of throws some buyers out. And then the house sits longer on the market. When the house sits longer on the market, people think something's wrong with it. It's kind of a domino thing. Yeah, when they, yeah, when they think yeah. something's wrong with it, then they pay less money for it. Yeah. Well, you know what's even worse is when the renter decides to stay home and tell you all the secrets about oh, the house. Oh, yeah. You know what else is wrong with this house? You know, last year we did this. This Has happened. that happened a lot? Yep. Oh, yeah. Or the, hey, last year my kids left the door open and all the mice got in the basement and oh. we had a heck of a time getting rid of it. I've had rent. Well, I, I do a lot of duplexes, too, where for renters or investors. And it, a lot of times they don't want to lose the cash flow while they're putting the properties up for sale. So they keep the people in there. And even if I get one side to show, it does. it's not good enough. Before they'll write an offer, they want to see both sides. And that's where I'm telling you, it's it's – but I get it. Think about being a renter. I mean, yeah. you're just being put out. So – Chris and I have talked about this before on the show where we say put an incentive package together for your tenant. They're, they're going out of their way to show that property. I understand the rules, but be nice. I mean, just like if you'd have, if I'd show an existing house, I'd you know, usually throw somebody a couple bucks for you know, putting the house together to show the existing floor plan or whatever, like with a new construction that was built last year, and we go show it for somebody. Um, treat them the same. Yeah. Now, you, we were just before the break, yeah. you, you alluded to some kind of wine and cheese deal. What's that, that about? Yeah, I got... Uh, <laughs> we're all invited, right? <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, all the listeners, please come out. We're uh, in the Parade of Homes. If you follow number 145 or the address is 16820 59th Avenue in Plymouth. We've got a big, beautiful two-story out there. We've got the builder. We've got financing people, sport court people, stagers. Everybody's going to be there to ask questions to. And then what they did, it's really cool. On the main level of the house, we have a wine and cheese, which is absolutely complimentary. Come on in mm. and enjoy yourselves. Downstairs, are doing craft beers and sodas. So we'll have a little bit of everything for everyone. Where's and, the wine? Uh, wine will be on the main floor. Oh, main floor, okay. Yeah, apparently they're bringing in some fun stuff today, too. Some You know what's neat is the good. parade The parade yeah. and the artisan tour have done the same thing to be able to kind of get more people in. and. It, and it's well, neat because it also keeps them in that house longer too. That's I was just going to say because usually they don't like you. You slam your wine. Most people sip it. Chris. Yeah, they, I, I don't know what's wrong with them. <laughs> we're going to hear about this before you. So tell us again later when uh, before you guys leave. Okay, okay what, that'd be great. Yep. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay, I own a home built in 1996 that has all polished brass door handles mm. and kitchen knobs. Would changing them uh, out be worth it for resale? Yes. One hundred percent. But I'll tell you what, going a little further yeah. is plumbing fixtures. Oh yeah. And sometimes shower doors. Doorknobs. Yeah. In yeah. They already said that. Oh. Uh, yeah. But doorknobs. What's I mean, wrong, so what's wrong with excited. brass? It just shows Maintenance. If, if we have to tell you, Denny, then <laughs> no, I love kidding. brass. <laughs> well, you know, the funny part is Go look is at it, this it, house then. Right yeah, there you go. We got a listing for you. Um no, it just it, what happens is it's just like things like right now, you know, that are a little creative on the colors. Then it dates the property. And so right now, gold almost came back last year. I saw where we're using a lot of antique uh, brass or, or bronze or whatever. Or I don't know what they call it. I'm not mm-hmm. a designer. But yeah. the where it's kind of like a, a 
antique-looking mm-hmm. gold. And uh, that came back. Uh, we've also seen chrome kind of coming back again, which for a long time went away. And, you know, everybody was using, like, the Venetian bronze, darker colors. And now that's coming back because you can have some fun with the decorating with it, you know, and it's easy to tie in with other pieces in the house. But um, I generally tell people when they're selling their existing house, that's the quickest fix to get people to not think that you haven't updated your house. Mm. Exactly. Because when they walk in and see that and they go, they didn't even update their hardware yet. And this is from 1990-whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they, they don't, you know, they can't but look it, past yeah, it. What it does is it reminds you of it's built 96. Yeah. And you go in another house that was built in 94 that's done that. Mm-hmm. It's a newer house than the 96. Now, that's now, what they think. Yeah. I guess it depends on the structure. Now, now the house I was refer- thinking about was my old house, which was built in 1916. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with brass and that, especially if it was original. Well, if it's original, you want to keep yeah. that for sure. Yeah. yeah, or like the big, like I say, the big diamond-looking uh, handles. I love that. Oh, but, yeah, sure. But that, that's where you're, you're selling then a piece of history, right? And that's, that's right. That's where you're that's in a, a, a stamped, you're a Victorian, or you're a, that's okay then. But it's when we're trying to compare to newer stuff, it's like the, the 90s had the, the golden oak and the brass, and they had the white countertops with the white appliances, and it looks great. And you may have enjoyed it for many, many years. It's it's not what we think. I mean, I could agree with you and say, gosh, this looks great. Keep it. It's the consumer's perception of what you're trying to sell them. And then I'm telling you, they think there's like a, a deferred maintenance. Like they built the house and haven't done anything to it since they built it versus the guy or gal down the street that reskinned the cabinets, put some granite in there and some new appliances, and it looks brand new. And I think what's interesting is that people, and I mean, we see this all the time. They go in, it's it's all new siding. They got new windows and all oh, the roof was just done and that furnace is done. Mm-hmm. And you have brass handles and they... Start thinking. I mean, those are yeah. the expensive parts, you know. Yeah. So if if you have all that stuff, go another step and and do that brass because it'll pay off big time. I, I just got a text here. The wine and cheese today is from uh, wine and cheese beer is from one to five. One to five. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll repeat that. Tell you what, we need to take a break. We have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. Call us or text us if, if you have any kind of a real estate type of question. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show. Chris and Andy in studio. If you have a question real estate related, call it in or text it in. We do have some text messages, but if you'd rather chat with the guys, by all means, 651-989-9226. Again, text number is 81807. You have one? Yeah, I think, I mean, Andy did mention last time he was running around the city with sump pumps, right? Yes. Water out. Yep. Okay. Maybe he can answer this one. Yeah, full service. Can you? Yes. Can you add a check valve in your home so the city sewer doesn't back up into your basement? A check valve? Yeah. No, I don't think they. I I think you maybe could do something on your side of the the sewer system, but I don't think the cities will allow. I don't. Mm, they, I don't know. They have they have like a, a valve that's there, so it's supposed to. But here's what happens. Sometimes those valves in the hurry of new construction get put in backwards. I know that oh. we had. One of our neighbors in our neighborhood up in Champlain, actually, um, when they built their home with another builder, had that put in backwards. And within two days of them moving in, finished basement, the whole thing was oh, full no. of sewage. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then they, uh, they sent the scope down there, and they saw, oops, that's in backwards. Wrong way. So they got to rip up their front yard, which was fun. Yep. My goodness. Not not be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, not good. Okay. I think uh, maybe we should talk a little bit more about uh, – those updates that people can make. We always get a lot of questions on that and and what to do. Um, You know, and kind of going back to the whole brass thing, if, if the other stuff doesn't really match it. So let's just say that, you know, the carpet's older and the, you know, the walls are painted a bunch of different Mm -hmm. colors, then updating that brass probably is not going to really help you. Then maybe someone wants to look, I mean, we'll look at it as, Hey, that house was built in 1996. But if you're doing all the other little updates and it, and Mm -hmm. it looks good, 
that's why I think, I mean, add, adding that brass to it. And sometimes it's just you can get away with just, you know, knobs on the kitchen cabinets and, and door knobs. Right. Well, I think it's also like a font. You know, when you when you read something and when you go into a house, if it's that old style, it has that old feel. If you change the style of the brass, like it was a more – I've also seen where brass is used very contemporary with the very thin, very, you know – and so, you know, it depends. I mean, and, and I think that that's the easiest, cheapest thing in the house to fix. I mean, other than paint is that hardware. And then the other thing I was going to say is with – we we had, and I know this sounds crazy, but because oak is a fantastic product. It's solid. It lasts forever. And these vanities are, are really nice. But I've had where people will go in and actually paint the vanities and have some fun where they actually then maybe do a nice, like, chalky dark blue or have some fun with the countertops. And then all of a sudden they pull in that kind of HGTV look to their bathrooms with paint. As long as you do it correctly and it's within your skill set, I suggest you have some fun with it and try something new. Put a new countertop on there for 130 bucks. You buy down at the do-it-yourself store. They're granite. They're pre-made. It comes with all the plumbing fixtures. Um, you know, it's we've, pretty nice. We've many times had them paint the vanity, you know, white. Don't we don't have to switch anything else. But what it does is when it when it goes from maybe a darker oak color to mm-hmm. white, it makes it feel bigger, right? And cleaner and neater and more updated. And yeah. sometimes it's just just paint, and you don't have to do everything else. Yeah, it's just that subtle little thing. And obviously, with oak, you can kind of see the grain a little. Yep. But uh, one of my one of my clients was funny. Uh, was down, I shouldn't say it's funny, but it's interesting. They were down at a cabinet supply place, uh, Dura Supreme. You know, their big manufacturer, design firm, whatever. And they were uh, taking a class and touring, and they said, "Here's our white area," and there was like thirty different flavors of white. So they so when you say white, I mean there's right. you know stark white. There's I mean you know you you can take the piece of paper and go all of a sudden a piece of paper looks like it's off white compared to the ceiling or whatever. So you know there's a lot of different variations. I think the gray tones have been really popular, like the grayish whites, you know that kind of stuff. It's been really popular for a long time. We used to use a color with uh, Sherwin Williams called China Doll, which we love forever because it had kind of a tannish look to it in the sunlight. And yeah. then when the sun wasn't there, it looked kind of gray. It was kind of nice. That was a good color. We too. use Dove Dove White. Yeah. That's that's our little trick. Nice. If you want to use it. Yeah. Okay, we got right. some more a little, little inside information there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, pros and cons of renting versus selling when uh, your parents go into assisted living. So it mm. looks like. Uh, the parents are going into assisted living, whether or not they should uh, rent it or sell it. I'd say it well, depends on what the price point is, and mm-hmm. I would really look at it right now uh, mm-hmm. because you might be uh, really maxing out at this point. Well, that not only that, Chris, too, but you know, if you think about this, if the parents have already moved in, there's rules with nursing homes. They they go back, I think, what is it, up to six years, seven years, something like that? They can Something like that. I'm sure an expert could text us in. They can go back and and look at assets that were maybe intentionally sold to take the money or do whatever. So you do want to strategize with an attorney and estate planner way ahead of time before mom and dad need to go. I mean, because that can be a $15,000 a month expense with mom or dad in the nursing home. And that goes away fast. And they may not allow all of the proceeds like to go. So when they say sell or rent, renting it, keeping that asset if you can. And it creates income that helps offset other maybe, you know, depending on what size of house it is, might be a a good strategy to hold it. Yeah, and just you know? know that, I mean, if you're not used to being a landlord, 
that that's sometimes quite an adventure, and it depends what uh, city you're in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to Minneapolis, and you have to use an attorney to evict someone. So now eviction costs you nine hundred seventy-five dollars, yeah. whereas before you could have just filed and it'd be under five hundred. Well, and I guess I'm thinking in a fairy tale situation where you have a rental company and you just get your check for fifteen hundred bucks a month or whatever it is. And they take care of everything else for you. Right. That's probably the best way to ease yourself into a rental. But, but people, renters, don't pay rental companies either. If they're going to miss payments, they'll miss them with them versus that. I mean, it is rental companies, I think, are really nice um, for those 2 a.m. phone calls mm-hmm. that you don't have to worry about, yep. you know, because that that's legit. I mean, every every toilet that's overflowed has happened on a Sunday. I mean, in my, my 20 years of owning yeah. these properties, yeah. yeah. And every furnace goes out at 2 a.m. Right as your your food of uh, your plate of dinner has been set down at the restaurant, the phone yeah. rings. <laughs> On Christmas, right yeah, ready. To, yep, that's oh, exactly. That's funny. Okay, great thing about painted cabinets, you can always touch them up, and they will always look nice and clean. That's cool. Mm, yeah. Very. They very also show fingerprints, statement. though. So, like, I've had other folks that'll they'll paint them, and they're like, "My gosh, I didn't realize how dirty our fingers were." And then you know, a year later, they have the you can see where you grab your cabinets pretty prevalently. You know. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, how about a, how about we're kind of inching in on bathrooms and vanities mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Sure. Um, what about uh, if you have an old, uh, I guess, a, a shower door that um, looks kind of old and you want to try to save some money, what, uh, what, what kind of alternatives can you do with that? I mean, would you take it down and just get rid of it rather than – I mean, well, let's just say it's a brass. It's a brass uh, door, and it's oh. brass on the top, brass yep. on the bottom, and where the doors where the doors meet. Would you just get rid of that, or would you and just put up a a, a towel rack, or not a towel rack, but a shower? Yeah, I think shower curtains are surprisingly well received because it also gives a perception of size. So when you have that door on there, it'll also feel like a wall, and then you're unless it's one of those seamless, frameless, awesome. You know, I mean, if we're talking about the two hundred dollar do it yourself or thing, I'd I'd have a tendency to update that. You know, just like you know, I'm also uh, very particular with things like lighting. I would I'd focus on lighting in bathrooms. I'd focus on like the ventilation system in the bathroom, updating that to something that actually does its job. And you know, because ventilation with humidity is so much uh, more important than most people realize. Everybody thinks it's you know in there because they they want to just make it you know uh, eradicate the air out of there, but it's more of a humidity balance. And an understanding to control your humidity is a, is a big, big thing. Um, and then, you know, I always think about, too, like with the vanities and the linen closets, anytime in a bathroom we can create some storage, um, you know, where there's – people always love it. I mean, I don't even care if it's above the toilet. If that's the only place you can fit it and you put a couple of cool shelves in there that you roll up the towels like they do at the hotel and for staging it looks really nice – People go, oh, that's a great idea. You know, I don't have that at my current house. So thinking a, a but, little yeah, ahead. But on shelving, too, and this goes for um, storage areas as well, mm-hmm. don't let stuff hang over the edge of it. Right. You can have a lot of stuff on those shelves, but just don't let it hang over because mm-hmm. then it looks totally different. If you've done it, you know, where people, you know, they're putting mats on there and they're kind of hanging over. But and if the boxes are back, it's mm-hmm. organized and neat. And right. it feels like you have a ton of storage versus if stuff are hanging over, people think they don't have enough storage. Yeah, I think I always think low cost, but, you know, make sure that it has high visual impact when people are coming in there. So, like, if you can do, like, a countertop on your vanity, m- worth every penny. You know, or a nice, really cool tile surround, Yeah, you upgrade the tile and it looks nice. But, you know, Chris, like, w- w- what do you think about, like, toilets? I mean, like, I'm a huge fan of replacing the toilets and having something brand new because I think that new consumer thinks, ah, something nice and new versus gross, you know. Totally agree. And they're not that expensive. No, I mean, they're, they're not. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
know, uh, I was two, three hundred bucks. I was ask you about storage because you guys see new or newer construction all mm-hmm. the time, and I've always wanted to have a house. After being on, like you guys, I'm sure, have been on cruises. I mm-hmm. mean, those ships have nooks and crannies for everything. That's awesome. Right? Are, are, are homes better? Do they have more stuff? Because the old homes, it's like I don't think people had clothes back then because right? there were either no closets or little closets, right? Totally. Yeah. Has that changed big that, time? That, yeah. I mean, I'll tell you. I mean, people are getting, I mean, the new construction. I mean, now all the kids are getting walk-in closets. Yeah. I mean, on a and lot of And sometimes their own bathrooms, like the mm-hmm. one I got in Plymouth. Yeah, exactly. So storage is always king. And but the thing is, is that people, when they become logical, they're emotional when they're buying a house. Then they become logical and they start looking at those storage spaces. Mm-hmm. So if you can kind of, you know, uh, you know, I always say, hey, it's an inch between clothes. Don't if if you're going to pack up, if you're going to sell now, pack up all the winter stuff and get it out of there. So your closets look bigger. Mm-hmm. And then each closet is for what that closet's meant to be. So it doesn't mean that because the kid doesn't have enough clothes in there that all yeah. the luggage goes in there. So are you weird like me and you separate the summer shirts on the top rack no, I'm and not. the, the I'm winter? Not weird like you. And are you weird enough like me where you color coordinate them so you start with the blues and go through the? My closet's gonna, awesome, by the way. Just let's get for the a picture record. of that. We're gonna put that on Facebook. All right, I get compliments all the time. All right, we're gonna take this break. If you have any kind of a real estate question, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Text is eight one eight. Good morning. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in studio. And again, if you have uh, any kind of a real estate question, you can call it in, 651-989-9226. Or certainly you can send a text like some folks are doing, 81807. Chris? It's definitely a text day. And there are some real good ones, too. Okay. uh, Let me see. Does Lakeshore property require as much upgrading to sell as others? Obviously, the lake is a pretty important part there, but it's still competing against other lake properties, and mm-hmm. it's only going to help you get a better value for your house. I, you know, you and I, you, well, I, I guess I did it, but years ago, you think about trading in a car. I mean, are you going to spend the time to wash the car, scrub the tires, you know, put the armor all on it, you know what I mean, make it smell nice before you try to trade it in? Or are you just going to bring it in filthy, dirty with your, you know, uh, yeah. fast food bags on the floor? It, yeah. And it, 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 it's perception, right? So, I mean, I would always spend the time to polish something up and, and clean it, as they say, you know, um, I, just to give you the, your best foot forward without spending a lot of money just yeah. cleaning. I've had, a, I've had a lot of people say that when it's, hey, we think it's just going to be a teardown, and it might be. But those teardown people might believe they're competing against someone buying it for just a house. Mm-hmm. And so if, you, if it's just completely destroyed, they'll think completely land value. If you upgrade it just a little and don't spend a ton of money, but cleaning and decluttering, that might give them the perception of paying more. So yeah. I think it's smart in which to do. Okay. Um, hey, to update a funky toilet, go to a big box store and get a jug of toilet acid. It's in a big blue jug and wear gloves. It'll clean up about just any stain off of a toilet. And then you're into it for 15 bucks and an hour or so of scrubbing. Wow. Deep cleaning is always a very good thing for sure. Yeah. Okay, have one upper bathroom with a shallow tub shower and dedicated shower stall. Mm-hmm. Downstairs bathroom has a sink and a toilet. Should I add a deep tub uh, up or downstairs and shower downstairs? Also medicine cabinet with mirror over sink versus a simple mirror. So what are they saying to do here? I, you know, I think as long as you have um, a separate shower and a tub, Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, again, it depends. I mean, what what else is in that house? Right. You know, because I mean, if everything else is updated, I might say something different. Right. But uh, well, it depends. I mean, if there's a guy, you know, you and my kind of size, I would I would say, and they wanted the tub, we'd have to put in a small children's pool in the basement or something. But you know, the uh, the soak. I'm just teasing. The soaker tubs. When we when I deal with a lot of new construction, consumers coming in. 
they they don't seem to care for the jetted tubs anymore because they're too much right. maintenance and too much, you know, Stand-alone games to get the bubbles. They want. they want a soaker tub and they want a big deep tub so that when they want to actually take a bath, fill it up. The other thing I'd, I'd give you just for FYI. When you upgrade that tub, spend the money to upgrade also your water heater so that you have enough water that you can actually fill up that big, beautiful new tub because a lot of people forget about it, and then they go and they have a 40-gallon water heater. They go to fill up a 75-gallon tub, and it's literally cool, and they can't you know, get the water. Anyway. When did Minneapolis start requiring an attorney to evict a tenant? Marty in Minneapolis. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to get that information because my wife was hiding that from me because she was evicting <laughs> someone, and she knows I get I just don't like that kind of stuff. And uh, last night she was talking to somebody else and said, "Yeah, it cost me nine hundred seventy five to get them out because Minneapolis has has an attorney." So we'll find out. Find out exactly we'll when that, that changed. You, you found yeah. your attorney in an alleyway somewhere. Well, she knows. We'll take care of this yeah. for you, Chris. She takes care. She <laughs> takes care of that. Sorry. Should we get that? Call All right, let's do yeah. that. Uh, let's go to Patty, who's calling from uh, St. Paul. Patty, you're on CCO. Good morning. So just a quick question. We're getting ready to sell our house and we have a uh, split level, lower level um, walkout and it's L-shaped. And we're thinking about turning part of that into possibly a bedroom. And um, there's a big picture window and there's a fireplace down there. Anyway, I know there's uh, ordinances or whatever you call them, code as far as how to make that bedroom. Do we just add a closet and... Um, not put a permanent wall up or yeah well yeah. i was going to ask Go you ahead. patty how many bedrooms do you have upstairs we have three upstairs okay and, so you're and zero downstairs zero downstairs okay. it's really just kind of a so you could go to four room. yeah okay is there yeah. another bathroom downstairs as well so you have at least two bathroom there's a half bath downstairs okay so there there's there is one thing right there so if someone mm-hmm. has a bedroom downstairs and they just have a half bath that's not like a shower yeah some people will kind of go against that I think yep. if, if you have three bedrooms upstairs on a split level yeah that's a good thing that's a, that's yeah. a positive for people right. and that they might be able to I, I think almost put in a bedroom Andy mm-hmm. tell me if you're wrong but almost putting in a bedroom might put more focus on that half bath than if it's just left as a family room. Well, or you design it where, you know, Patty, we put in like a nice French door set and we make it look like it's an optional den slash guest room, you know, because there's so many people that work from home now at least a couple days a week. And having an an area like that that's designated as an in-home office with the three bedrooms up, a lot of people would really appreciate that too as a value add. Here's another thing that people don't know about, that, that the MLS, to consider it being a bedroom, the MLS goes with what that city requires as a bedroom. Correct. So there's some cities that don't require closets to be a bedroom, mm-hmm. but it definitely has to be enclosed. It has to have a door. It has to have an egress window. And then the ceiling height, I think it's it, minimum seven six, feet. eight or something, seven feet. Yeah, some yeah. of those houses in Minneapolis I worry about because they have those where you're ducking as you walk through the basements and they people finish them, but they're, I don't know. Yeah, so Might not be so compliant. check into that because a, a lot of people don't. And, uh, I mean, I know like Prior Lake, I mean, a bedroom doesn't have to have a closet. And yeah. You can put it as a bedroom if you want. Right. So Cool. All right, what else do we got here? Okay. Oh, we didn't answer her medicine cabinet over the sink versus a simple decor mirror. By the way, it's a three-bedroom home. I definitely think it should be a, a decorative mirror mm-hmm. instead of the, the You, you still like the framed ones or do you like the – Not really. No. No, why why like, would you not? I, why would you? I like not? one from, um, where is that? Peer Imports. Yeah, whatever. something fancy. Yeah, something a little that just kind of sets it off a little. Instead bit. of a medicine cabinet. Yeah. Well, there's there's the some style. cool ones though, Chris. I've seen recently where they have the medicine cabinet where the glass sticks out about an inch and a half from the wall, and then they actually have indirect like soft glowing light that comes out. So it's almost like a nightlight in the bathroom. That's mm. a really cool look too. 
And uh, I, I well, here's the other thing too is that them, people but... are when they're walking through, and this it sounds like it's a second or whatever, it's a main bathroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they don't go into that bathroom thinking where their toothbrush is going and where their their razor is going. They don't. They look at it that's clean because they're right. looking at the bedrooms, they're looking at the kitchen and stuff like that. But if you remind them, you know, and it's a medicine cabinet, oh, they must not have enough storage in, unless you have a pedestal sink. So if you have a pedestal yeah. sink where they know that, hey, the pedestal sink, sink actually grabs all the attention to the bathroom. I agree. Then a medicine cabinet might be a fantastic idea. But um, then make it cool and classic looking, mm-hmm. you know, not one of those old ones. Right. So. Good idea. Okay. Did we, did we get all those text messages? I think you may have. Uh, Should we talk about Andy's wine again? Well, you know what? And we have to mention beer. that because we're almost out of yeah. time. We only have uh, about uh, a minute or so, so to go. So Everyone's we'll invited today, Perfect. 1 to 5. I will take that full minute. Danny, thank you. It was 1 to 4, is it? 1 to 5. I'm going to do 1 to 5. 1 to 5. Happy parade. hours, 1 to 5. If you have the parade book at the holiday gas station stores or you just follow the yellow signs everywhere, number 145 or those that you want the GPS at, it's 16820 59th Avenue, Plymouth. We're going to have one of the uh, – Pat Flynn out there. He's one of the top 25 builders in the Twin Cities. So if you have questions about – where new construction's going, practices or whatever, wine and cheese upstairs. Uh, you know, next to the movie theater, they're doing a uh, craft beer. Is there a fun thing too? Patrick's parade too. We should we should have him dressed up like a leprechaun, but I don't think he'll do it. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As I get fired, thank you, folks. Yeah. Right, people, so next yeah. week we're going to have a picture of Andy's closet on Facebook. Yep. Okay. So that's at Real Estate Radio Hour, uh, WCCO. Yep. Uh, if you can, you can find us on there. People are going to start to think I have a problem with clothes, though, if they see that class. <laughs> well, you know what we should do is get your individual uh, addresses, email. How do we find you guys? Oh, there you go. Well, emails are my website's probably the easiest, chrisrooney.com. And All I'm right? Andy at prasky.com. If you want to send me an email, find directions, whatever. And quickly, how long does the Parade of Homes go on? Uh, is it at the end of the month? Through This weekend and next weekend, then it's over. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think some of the best incentives I've ever seen, because everybody's looking at the nice weather, are out there right now. All right. Well, I'm anxious to talk to you guys next week, because if we hit 50 degrees by Friday, you'd be getting a lot of calls. I know for sure. Yeah, Market's hot. All right. Thank you, guys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.